0: everyone. Welcome to the PR Week, the weekly roundup of the biggest stories in the PR and communications industry. This is Gideon Fiddleside, managing editor of PR Week, filling in for your usual host, editor-in-chief, Steve Barrett, who is in Brazil for some small sporting event I can't even remember the name of. Uh, World something? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'd like to welcome... I was kidding, by the way. I know what's going on. <laughs> I'd like to welcome my two incomparable guests at this time, senior reporter Lindsay Stein and corporate IR reporter Diana Bradley. Hi, guys. <laughs> Um, You you know, I had to say that because, honestly, there might be be people out there who think, he doesn't know what the World Cup is, so I don't want you to think (laughs) I don't. I do. Go USA. Anyway, as always, PR Week's news team has delivered the goods this week. Lots of great stories, so little time on this podcast to get to all of them, so we'll focus on the following. Significant progress in the often challenging relationship between PR pros and Wikipedia. A major agency reintroduces itself to the world. After seeing its comms lead go to GM, Volkswagen names his replacement. And what do people really want from their entertainment content? A study released this week offers some insight, so let's get right to it. Some of the biggest agency names got together this week to develop a joint statement on complying with Wikipedia's policies. And as the week went on, more entities joined. This is a story Diana has been all over, and I welcome her to share the details.
1: Sure, so as you said, Actually, it was 10 communications agencies on Tuesday uh, released a joint statement outlining how they intend to comply with Wikipedia's policies. Mm-hmm. Um, the number of participating agencies has gone up to 13 as of Thursday afternoon. And one of the agreement's organizers, William Butler, um, president of Butler Inc, told PR Week that this pledge was formed because the only time communications industry the communications industry and Wikipedia are in the news together is when someone gets caught doing the wrong thing. <laughs> so the framework has been put in place in essence to mend the relationship between the two. Mm-hmm. The statement acknowledges that the prior actions of some in our industry have led to a challenging relationship with the with the community community of Wikipedia editors. Um, For instance, WikiPR, an agency whose primary service is editing Wikipedia pages, has been in dispute with Wikipedia since October for allegedly failing to comply with its terms and conditions. So this agreement stipulates, just reading from uh, the statement that that can now be found on Wikipedia, um, that Participating firms commit to better understand the fundamental principles guiding Wikipedia and other Wikip- Wikimedia projects, act in accordance with the site's policies and guidelines, and abide by the Wikip- Wikimedia Foundation's terms of service. Um, the ultimate goal is for every firm in the MarCom's industry to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, and. But looking at the list of participating firms as of Thursday afternoon, it looks like a few big names are still missing, so we'll see if they join in the coming weeks.
0: Great. Thanks a lot, Diana. That couldn't have been easy to get through, saying Wikipedia so many times in such yeah, a short amount. Yeah, it's one of those
1: words. A tongue yeah. twister.
0: That's a tough one. Yeah. Well yeah. done. Good story, well, thank too. Thank you. Good story. Another good story. Golan Harris is no more. Now, before all of you go out there and start tweeting about some breaking news that Gideon just broke, let me clarify. I only said that for effect. Of course, the agency still exists, but it has rebranded. Lindsay, who I hope never rebrands herself, uh, aww. <laughs> Gideon said aww, that's it. Anyway, Lindsay has that story. I'm going to stop telling jokes, they're not appreciated. But anyway, Lindsay, I'm sure our audience will appreciate you telling us about this story. So, go ahead.
2: So, Golan Harris, which is nearly a 60 year old firm, has rebranded to Golan. Mm-hmm. Um, And the name change is reflecting the agency's rebranding three years ago when it um, made this G4 model, um, which includes strategists, creators, connectors, and catalysts rather than like SVPs, VPs, et cetera. Um, It's kind of a new wave of the future for PR agencies that they're trying to make. Mm -hmm. So when I talked to CEO Fred Cook today, I was like, Are you worried that your agency now is going to lose any brand equity because it's been Golan Harris for so long? And he goes, To be honest with you, most people were calling it Golan before, and Mm -hmm. he's totally right, I always call it Golan. Um, And he said also it's only half being rebranded, so it's not like he said it's familiar enough for people to know Mm -hmm. who we are. They do have a new logo. he told me, interestingly, they did not own the rights to Golan.com, which I actually didn't put in the stories. It's a fun fact for everyone. But they so said they had to acquire that address later. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and they did launch a new Twitter today. It's Golan underscore go all in, which is actually the rallying cry. Um, and Fred said he's gotten hundreds of emails from people all over the world today saying that we love the rallying cry, go all in, which is reflecting their commitment to clients um, and to their staff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. Another cool thing about that is everyone knows that the Cannes Lions Festival is coming up. Um, and on June 15th, they're going to be the first PR agency ever to open the Cannes Lions Festival on the main stage with celebrity David Hasselhoff.
0: Mm. Yes. David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Is is, is, is kids going to be on the stage with them too? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. You, you you okay. Lindsey's Lindsey's a lot younger than me. I wasn't sure she got the reference. Um, Night Rider, Night Rider fans, all one of you out there might have gotten that one. Um, there's actually one other thing I want to say, which is kind of cool, and I have to give credit to my colleagues here. I'm not the one who I'm not the one who noticed this, but this "Go All In" logo. Well, actually, the
2: one that
0: told me that. Yeah, Frank Waschuk, our indefatigable news editor. I actually said that right. Wow! Um, if you look at the words, "go all in," it's all the same letters as the the agency's founder Al Golin's name. Mm-hmm. What's what's the word for that? An anagram. An so anagram. Well, Thank you,
2: Brad. Actually, said that um, it was kind of an accident. They were mm-hmm. playing around with it, and then they were like, "Wow, look at that! It's all the same letters." That really it's is pretty amazing. amazing.
0: And um, as long as McDonald's was happy with this rebranding, I think everyone's happy sure. with it. So there you go. Thanks yes. for that story. That's great. And by the way. Um, Trend seems to be going on with some of the major agencies lately. I think within the last uh, oh God, three so or four crazy. years, um, you can see so many agencies have rebranded, so it's really, really interesting. So, oh, one um, other
2: thing. We're going to yes. have a video with Fred Cook. Um, either it's going to be coming out this week or next week, but he'll be stopping by the office mm-hmm. tomorrow, so everyone should check that out. It'll be a good video with him. Excellent.
0: Um, we'll check that out next week because tomorrow would be Saturday. So, But, the, um, but by the way, you, you all check out our website over the weekend too, so you never know. But anyway, I'm, I I'm, I'm wasting... I'm I'm, I'm wasting everyone's time here, so let's, let's get on with the next one. Gideon, shut up. Let's move on. Tony Cervone left some big shoes to fill at Volkswagen Group of America when he rejoined GM last month, but VW now has a new EVP of Group Comms. Who is it, Diana?
1: So the just to back up a little bit, I mean, you actually just said this, but yeah, Tony Servone <laughs> left Volkswagen Group of America last month, joined GM as SVP of Global Comms, the top communications role there as the company responds to its crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, Earlier this week, we broke the news about what's happening at Volkswagen Group of America after his departure, and that is that Scott Vazen, who most recently served as VP and CCO, was up to EVP of Group Communications, which is the top communications position at the automaker, effective June 1st. He continues to report to Volkswagen Group of America President and CEO Michael Horn and oversee a team of 10 staffers. Um, The role is a consolidation of Vazen's previous responsibilities as VP and CCO and Servone's former role of EVP of Group Communications at Volkswagen. it's the same title that Cervone had but it includes the responsibility of the volkswagen brand as a day-to-day responsibility mm-hmm. as well as the oversight of group communications mm-hmm. um, so it's a little bit confusing um, and vasen has worked at volkswagen since march 2011 when he joined as vp of communications prior he served in communications roles at nissan and mitsubishi motor sales of America.
0: Well, it sounds like Volkswagen's mm-hmm. communications function is in very good hands, so thank you for that story, yeah. Diane.
1: It's interesting, I
2: feel like all comms people in the auto industry have like a really yeah. rich history of auto
1: PR. Yeah. It's like
2: that once they go into auto PR, that's... They stick to like, it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: which um, actually... which kind of which, rare. Which, yeah, which is... It's it's, it's it's interesting, so you're right. and. Um, Someone like uh, Julie Hamp, who now leads a uh, communications function at Toyota, is actually an anomaly. No, she
2: she started off. Yeah, like but
0: she it. did. She didn't stay. She did leave right. to go to Pepsi. But you know, in all oh, fairness, Tony Cervone it. also went to join um, an airline, which at this point I am forgetting the name of it, but I know he did. Oh, I, was, um, yeah. I believe it was United. United. I believe it was yeah, United. Yeah. So okay, so there there goes. Transportation. Uh, yeah. I it, <laughs> I, I, um, yeah. So Tony's always been working at things that get you places. <laughs> there you go. Whereas Julie, I can't really can't really make the link between Pepsi. Well, I guess they serve Pepsi on airplanes, right? There you go. Anyway, boy, such, boy, okay. For all, for all two of you who are still left out there, there's still another story to get to. So anyway, <laughs> it's a good one. it is a good one, actually, as Lizzie humbly says. What does entertainment look like in this selfie-obsessed world? The answer to that question was one of the main things Edelman and its subsidiary, Matter, sought to find out in an entertainment study released this week. Lindsay, enlighten us.
2: That's right. And also, um, the study was conducted by its research firm, Edelman Berlin, just to give them a shout-out, too. But, this is the eighth year for this study, um, and last year, the study showed how content now is it's global and it's connecting people all around the world. And this year, it's focused on how this, this selfie era is, everything's kind of about yourself. So, people are binge-watching shows, and they want content when they want it, where they want it, whenever they want it. and the fact that people, song, well, according to Gail Becker, the president of Strategic Partnerships and Global Integration Element, she said that the belief was that people were binge-watching shows because of out, outside pressures. Like, they wanted to keep up, they wanted to be in the know and be cool and be able to talk about it. But from this study, that's not true. People were watching it for self-centered reasons. They wanted, to, they wanted themselves to know. They said what's going on. And they wanted to be mm-hmm. caught up themselves. It wasn't based on people saying, you have to watch this show. Um... Also, people are multitasking like crazy, and I do this actually, and I thought I was one of the only people, so now I feel a little bit better. But a lot of people in, this was across the US, UK, and China, watch a content either online or on TV, and they're on another device, whether it's an iPad, a computer, or a phone at the same time, and that's really common. So this gives brands a lot of opportunities because if they're not engaged during the show at a certain point, a brand can either have a commercial or do something or leverage some way, like, because a lot of the ways that they're going on it could be uh, a website about the show, which actually Mm -hmm. I do Mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. If I'm watching, like, Orange is the New Black, and I want to know, like, oh, like, that actress is, like, where'd she come from before this? And I'll look it up while I'm watching the show. So there's ways that a brand can leverage that. And also the content proves that it doesn't matter where the content comes from. It doesn't matter if it's a major studio or if it's a brand. As long as it's compelling content, people will share it and they'll watch it. So, I mean, it definitely shows that marketers have a way in through content as long as it's engaging.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. That's a very interesting study. Thank you for that. Um, Before I get to the usual housekeeping, I would like to spend just a few moments on another major story from the week. You don't often get major political news in the middle of June. But when the House Majority Leader loses in a primary to a truly unknown opponent, the reverberations are felt everywhere. No House Majority Leader had lost a primary since the position was created in 1899. I was there, so I know that's, that's, been, that's been a long time. <laughs> but obviously we're talking about Eric Cantor. Um, a CNN headline reading, Goodbye GOP, the Tea Party Has Won, really caught my eye. Talk about gridlock in Washington. It's not even about the Democrats and Republicans anymore. It's within parties now. That alone will have a huge impact on public affairs pros. Try moving a piece of legislation now. Talk about a Sisyphean challenge. The race between Cantor and, and Bart, and I'm just giving his last name because his, his name is almost irrelevant at this point, really, and I put the word race in quotes because nobody really thought it was one, became all about amnesty and open borders. So what this, does, what this result does to the immigration debate is also a major story. I could go on, but you get the point. You don't often get a potentially sea-changing election result in the middle of June, but we got one this time, and the public affairs world will certainly feel the impact. I'm sure there's more that will be said, and we welcome all of our listeners out there to share their thoughts on this really huge story. I'll close today's webcast with some reminders about PR Week events to come. We are currently accepting submissions to the Diversity, Distinction, and PR Awards. Deadline is June 19th, less than a week from today. This is the fourth year of this important program that we are presenting in partnership with the Council of PR Firms. Categories have been refined to open things up to many more potential entries. I highly encourage everyone out there to do so. That means enter. Visit PRWeek.com, click on the Events tab, click on the Diversity, Distinction, and PR Awards tab for all the details and to enter. The PR Week conference is on Tuesday, September 16th in New York City. The theme is Good Business, Better Business. We will be gathering CEOs, CMOs, CCOs, alphabet soup, and agency (laughs) leaders to move the agency from lip service to genuine purpose and engagement that benefits communities and the bottom line. And among the amazing speakers we have confirmed for the event already are Henry Schein, CEO, Stan Bergman, WNET President CEO, Neil Shapiro, Carbill, Corporate VP, Corporate Affairs, Mike Fernandez, GE's VP of Comms and Public Affairs, Gary Shepard, Soapbox Soaps, CEO and co-founder, David Simnick. It's an amazing lineup, and there's much more to come. Visit CareWeek.com for all the details and to register. You will not want to miss this event. Trust me. Another podcast in the books and thank you to thank you to Lindsay and Diana for saving me for myself. The World Cup will have just started yesterday when this comes out, so I hope all of your teams do well. Obviously they can't all happen, but I wish you all I hope you all enjoy the World Cup. It really is a fantastic event and I'm really looking forward to it. US plays Ghana on Monday, go US. <laughs> and, um, I will probably be here next week if they'll have me, because Steve will still be in Brazil, so we'll see you next time on the PR week.